During this time of year, many of our children are in sacrament formation, and it can also bring to mind what is our role as parents in the life of sacrament formation for our kids? So in this episode, we um, answer some questions about what can parents do, how to accompany our children along this journey as they prepare for this time of special grace. So we hope that you enjoy. Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know, but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day life and to live as his disciples. It has been a long time. It's been a real long time. Yeah. Um, we are so grateful for the opportunity to record another episode. Uh, I know we haven't recorded as many this year, uh, but shout out to our director of communications, um, Elizabeth Slayton, who is getting everything back up and running. Uh, and yeah, it's yeah. going to be good. She's doing a great job. <laughs> yes, she is. She's fantastic. <laughs> um, so today, uh, as we're we're in the fall, and I know that a lot of families are starting with sacrament formation for their kids, or that started in August. Um, and I know, like at St. Gregory here in Tyler, they just had one group of kids um, receive communion and first communion and confirmation, and another group will be receiving in uh, February, which will include one of my children. Yay. And <laughs> as we've been uh, preparing for um, Alexander to receive her sacraments, it's really brought to mind for me, um, like, how am I supposed to walk with her Mm. in that? And uh, I know that we've kind of talked about this before, that you're an expert parent before you have children, right? You have, like, (laughs) all these ideas of what this is supposed to look like. And um, when I first started in ministry, like, 12 years ago, um, one of the things that I know we talked about as a staff at the parish that I was at was with faith formation, like what we're trying to avoid is having parents just like drive up and drop their kids off. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the extent of their faith formation involvement. Um, and you kind of like roll your eyes about, um, like, ah, oh, the parents are just dropping their kids off and picking them up. But as Alexandria has been getting ready for her first communion and confirmation, what I have realized is how easy it is to slip into like, oh, I send my daughter and my, I send three of my kids to Catholic school and not to have like this um, active uh, parent role in sacrament formation. Um, So we thought it would be good to kind of return to this idea of like, okay, well, how as parents do we play an active role in not only sacrament formation, like what are we supposed to be doing to accompany our kids besides taking them to faith formation Mm -hmm. classes, which is a really big deal, but what are the other things that we can do to help them with sacrament formation, but ultimately how do we help our kids to have um, a deep relationship with our Lord. And you're the catechetical specialist. Oh my goodness. Now, no pressure. (laughs) Um, Well, I would say like, I feel really nervous about the word specialist because I'm struggling with that through my kids as well. I mean, all my kids have already received like baptism, confirmation, Eucharist, um, first confession. And it's all been in very different scenarios. We were in a different diocese when my daughter was preparing and received first 
um, Eucharist um, because they did confirmation in later. high school, later, mm-hmm. middle school, high school. And so when we came here, it was like prep, preparing her for confirmation. And she had already received first Eucharist and um, reconciliation. Um, my second son has special needs. So that was a, a completely different thing in and of itself. Um, and then uh, with my son Samuel, who was confirmed, who received uh, confirmation, reconciliation, um, Eucharist, sort of around the same time last year, uh, last October. So um, it's just been very, very different. And I don't even know if I know exactly what works, <laughs> but I do know, like, one of the, some of the things is just to keep in mind, I think the overall feel is that um, this is a very special time of special graces that is going to be poured out upon your child. And I know that it can be easy to be like, oh, we have to, that it becomes like a checklist. Like we have to do these things. Mm-hmm. And, um, but just to remember, I think the biggest things that, that parents can do is really creating that environment that uh, is conducive to the reception of whatever grace God wants to pour into your children and into your family. So, um, and knowing that there might be questions that they have, uh, you may feel rushed and like you don't have time and you're taking care of other kids and you may feel like you're not doing enough. Um, or the times that you are doing things, it feels more, um, I don't want to say rigid, but we got to go through these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but just remembering like this is a time of grace. Like what do you want your child to remember about this? Hopefully they can look back and like, that was a time where I just remember it being like peaceful. Mm. And I remember us working together towards this goal. Um, and so really trying to figure out how to create that environment. And that includes everything though, which is what's hard, but that includes your interaction at home, how involved you are in it, not just talking about the sacraments. Mm. Um, because our faith is lived, right? And so everything draws us to the Eucharist and flows from that. And so every part of what we're doing is helping prepare our kids. Yeah. So to just be in that mindset of, this is this is a time of special grace. Mm. And is there anything about what we're doing as a family um, that's hindering that peace and love and grace from really entering as yeah. fully as it can? Yeah, that's a really beautiful description. And I think what it can help us to do as parents is to be aware of the fact that not only is our child preparing to um, to do something, like it's a, it's a big deal, right? But to do something important in their faith life, they're not just checking a box, like you said, but that God is actively at work within our family. And mm-hmm. as our as God is calling our children to a deeper relationship with him, he's also calling us to a deeper relationship. Oh, yeah. And I know when Alexandria was getting ready to uh, receive her first reconciliation, it brought to mind for me, it's like, how often does she see my husband and I go to the sacrament of, mm-hmm. of reconciliation? Just, does she know that we do that? <laughs> Um, and like really thinking about like, okay, well, this is actually a moment for us to to think about how we participate in the mm-hmm. life of the church as a family, not kind of separated because, you know, going to confession when you have um, little kids, you, like, you kind of have to tag team it, but how beautiful it is for our kids to see us participating mm-hmm. in the life of the church. So I, I love that, um, that idea of a, a time of special graces. That's, that's a beautiful way of putting yeah. it. And I think that um, just that's something that parents just have to embrace is that we have to have skin in the game. 
Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I think sometimes, well, and this is me because I can be a little lazy, so self-confession. But um, I think sometimes I want to look for the easiest way or the quickest way mm-hmm. to um, to get these things done. And the truth is, when we're talking about forming our kids in the faith, preparing them to encounter Christ, um, there's no, I mean, you got to have skin in the game. It's going to be hard work. You mm-hmm. have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. You may have to rearrange priorities. So just realizing that, okay, I need to take a good like examination of where I am in my spiritual life, where our family is. Um, and you know what, what's so great about, about kids is they are really excited about these times. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in my experience, now, when I was in a diocese where they received confirmation, like in high school, I don't necessarily think that excitement <laughs> was there. Yeah. Um, in as much as like I see it in young children. Yeah. It's beautiful. And so if you just sit down with your kids and say, hey, this is a special time mm. for us to be open to God's grace. Mm. What are things you would like to see as a family for us to do that? And yeah. they have beautiful ideas. They like do. our kids can be so much more in tune um, to the sacred than we know or we give them credit for, Mm -hmm. um, or we just don't even give them a space to vocalize it. But their ideas are really great, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah, so I... I would recommend starting there too, like just talking to I your kids. That. Yeah, I love that, and I like what you said about having skin in the game. I I was, I messaged um, Lisa Bate and Christy Miller as we were preparing for this episode because they they're the religion teachers at St. Gregory where our kids go to school, and I just asked, you know, what are the things that you really wish that parents knew? Mm-hmm. about their role as far as sacrament formation. And one of the things that Lisa said was, you know, just knowing what it is your child is preparing for mm-hmm. and why does the church have those sacraments and what do those sacraments do? Like for me as a parent to fully understand that, and that's not to say that we need to have uh, a theology degree <laughs> in order to understand, to have a catechism in the church, like every family should have a catechism mm-hmm. and to do the research that we need to do to ask the questions. Um, Cause I know like right now it, in that time of special grace, it's really interesting to hear the questions that um, our kids are throwing at us, like things that I never would have considered, which it, it's just, yeah, it's just fascinating. Um, but it gives me a chance to say like, I don't know, let me look that up. Um, but the other thing that Christy said was, you know, when parents get their kids enrolled in sports, they get fully invested. Like oh, yeah. if there's a meeting, they're there. If there's games, like those games take priority. If they need equipment, they buy all the equipment that they that their child needs so that the child has the best experience possible mm-hmm. playing the sport. And how much more as parents should we be invested in the salvation of our children? And like I would add like cheering them on <laughs> towards heaven, right? Yeah. That, you know, if there are formation opportunities that our parish offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know more parishes are, are really trying to be more intentional with like family formation and things like that. How much more enthusiastic we should be about getting involved and making sure our child has everything they need, not just like the fancy suit for first communion or, you know, the right type of veil or the dress, but is my child spiritually equipped mm-hmm. to deepen their relationship um, with Christ? And I just, I, I thought that was a helpful visual. Yeah, and I I know, too, that um, because I I get to do a lot of work with catechists Mm -hmm. in our diocese, and um, oftentimes they feel a tremendous stress 
Yeah. Um, like I have these kids for, if they're not enrolled in Catholic school um, and they're going to their parishes, CCD program mm-hmm. or religious education program, they might be getting 45 minutes a week, maybe an hour, if, mm-hmm. you know, depending on. Um, and catechists feel this pressure. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, they feel, even if it's not true, they feel responsible for all of the content um, and I think that's a lot of pressure to actually put on the parish. The parish yeah. is there to aid the parents yeah. in their formation of their children. And so um, I think every parent needs to know what whatever curriculum their child is using. Usually those are not like super deeply theological, you know, because yeah. they're they're explaining these things on like a second, third grade um, level to mm-hmm. our students who are, are in those grades. And so... Um, it could take a parent 10 minutes to read through Mm -hmm. the content. Yeah. And so I would say just knowing what your children are reading, um, asking like, hey, could I come read that and look at it? Because I want to know those things. And some parishes do a great job of sending out little flyers home, like Mm -hmm. this is what we learned. Yeah. Some don't, but parents really have to take an active role. Like I want to know what my children are learning. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's really important. Read it, review it, see if that particular curriculum has resources um, that you could use. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, that's really good. And I'm glad you mentioned uh, like the pressure that catechists feel because it's her mind. And I don't, of course, I don't have my catechism that is tabbed um, <laughs> with me, but there is a section of the catechism that talks about how the life of the parish is meant to support the domestic church. Mm-hmm. It's meant to, to, to support the family and that it's not that we just like shove our children into the parish and say, please form my child and then send them back to me. And the same thing with Catholic school, as amazing as Catholic education is, it's not meant to be the only vehicle by which our children learn the faith. So even for for those who are listening who are involved in parish ministry, it's a really good opportunity to think about, well, how do we encourage that? Like, how do we help parents to take ownership mm-hmm. of the formation? Because yes, there's some things that um, I'm not I'm not crafty. I'm not going. Oh, do, I am not a craft I'm mom. I'm not going to do <laughs> those like really cute rosaries or like the really cool posters that they do at school. Like, I can't do that. I don't have that gift. Um, and I'm really grateful for the folks at St. Gregory who are doing that with my kids. <laughs> but like to have the conversations, to ha- to to have that follow up. So so yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is to be familiar with the curriculum that our mm-hmm. kids are going through, the materials that they're going through. Also a great opportunity for continued formation for us, and to to follow up on whatever mm-hmm. those types of things yeah. are. That's really good. And even if you don't have time to read over the curriculum, you could even just ask your kid like on their way to school or at dinner, like, teach me what you were taught. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, and then that gives you a really good idea of their understanding of what they're learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe also what they're not. And you could be like, okay, maybe I can do a little bit more research, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but let them share. And I think that's something I've learned about my kids is allowing them the space to share. And also, like, not correcting them right away. Like, mm-hmm. mm, I really don't think that's what your book said. Yeah. You know, like, oh, <laughs> That's interesting. Let's break the soap. Tell in. me more about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually my first response when yeah. I don't know if something's right. I'm like, hmm. That sounds like heresy, but tell break me, that open for tell me. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, but it does give you an understanding of, of where they are, you yeah. know? Um, and yeah. 
so I forgot what I was going to say. I just no, have like no, a mental good. block. No, it's okay. That's really oh, good. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I'm not one of those crafty moms either. I am. I really struggle with that. And I think sometimes if you look up, um, like even preparing for this, I was looking up how to help your children prepare because I was like, I don't know everything. I'm sure there's stuff I'm missing. And there were so many resources on lot. craft stuff, yeah. like things to do. And I am not... I'm not good with that. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's okay. Like, you don't have yeah. to necessarily do those crafts. One of the things that has really drawn my kids into the faith is they love stories. Mm. Love stories. So um, we will read. I brought this because it was phenomenal. King of the Golden City. Um, it's actually really, really good. It's a story about this girl who um, meets Jesus and she's cleaning her house um, every time he comes to visit and there's times that she doesn't feel like cleaning the house for the visit and it just but it walks you through this story without giving you tons of vocabulary and like teaching but the kids are learning through the story Um, and my daughter loved it they have one with the girl and one with the boy so um, two different books and um, it was just really powerful so my kids are drawn into um, the truth and the beauty and the goodness through stories. Mm. So we listen to a lot of stories. We read a lot together. Um, and there's so many podcasts for children, like Bible stories for children. Mm-hmm. Mine are now on Saint Podcast Kick. Nice. Um, to the point where I have to say, you can't listen to the Saint Podcast unless you do your chores. <laughs> That's awesome. Because um, they love to listen <laughs> to it, but awesome. they're drawn into this uh they're hearing about people who are living the yes. faith. And so, um, yeah, so that's that's something that works for our family. I'm not super crafty, but to find stories. We also had this book. I was going to try to bring it, but it was about Eucharistic miracles. Mm. Um, and it was geared toward, um, or miracles of the Blessed Sacrament, but it was geared toward kids. And they loved reading. That's awesome. Reading those things. That's awesome. I love that. The Saints Alive podcast mm. is the thing that our kids are into right now. Yeah. Highly recommend that. If I remember, I'll put it in the, the show notes. But that's really good. And what you're saying, too, about not being like crafty, um, it's reminding me that we are the right parents for our kids. Mm-hmm. Like. And it is so easy to forget that sometimes that God has given us everything that we need to be these kids' parents, which is really cool when you think about it. And the catechism talks about how, like, especially as married couples, that through the sacrament of marriage, that we are infused with this grace to be able to educate our children in the Mm -hmm. faith, which is phenomenal. And like, how often do we tap in to that grace, right? Or to realize that, because it can be overwhelming. And we're not saying that, you know, you have to have, again, like that you have to have this deep theological formation or that you have to like sit down and read through the catechism with your kid. No, (laughs) like, what is it that your child um, is really interested in? Like what you were saying with stories, like that draws your kids in. my sons love violence and swords. So like introducing them to saints who were soldiers, like that's actually really interesting to them. Um, but yeah, just to remember, like that's probably one of the the biggest things that we need to remember as we're helping our kids to prepare for their sacraments is that we have received everything that we need to be able to do this. Yeah. And while we may not have like tons of Scott Hahn books on our shelves or, you know, just this, again, this deep theological formation, like, it's okay because 
you love your children and you love Jesus. And it's an opportunity for us to deepen that love of our Lord within ourselves mm -hmm. and that that will help us to, to accompany our children um, in an even deeper way. Um, I have some like practical questions for you as I'm sure. preparing <laughs> my children for, for sacraments. One thing that's come to mind, um, especially since we're in a diocese with restored order, mm -hmm. like I received confirmation as an eighth grader. So when it came time to choosing my saint and choosing my confirmation sponsor, I think I could take a lot more ownership of that. And I don't want to take that away from, uh, from my daughter, but I can see how it's a different like experience as a seven and a half year old, as opposed mm -hmm. to, you know, being 13 or 14. So what is a good way to help our children to choose a confirmation saint? Because we have tons of like patron saints oh, for man. our family, yeah. like a whole litany. Um, but like narrowing it down, how would you encourage children to, to start when there's just so many to choose from? Yeah. So I, cause I mean, it could definitely be overwhelming. My daughter, she was so nervous about who to pick. Like she fretted over this for a really long time. Um, but she, she also loves reading. So she, we had this little book um, of Saints for Girls. Nice. And she read through those. Nice. And, um, and so I would, I would ask, I really, it was hard for me to take a step back because I always wanted to tell her who my favorite was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so that was one thing. I, I, it's totally fine to take a step back, like, oh, here's resources. Or um, maybe y'all read about one saint every night mm -hmm. together. Um, but like my daughter, she just wanted to do it by herself. She wanted to read. And so just familiarizing um, your children with the saints, I think, is important. And so, um, and I just would ask her, I was like, so how are you doing? Or is there anyone that you feel like drawn to or a story that you really like? And she was like, I want someone who's like big, like a miracle, a stigmata, um, <laughs> nice. you know, could by locate. I mean, she- I want the works. I said, okay. I was like, well, do you, and I would ask her, do you need help finding saints who did those things or had visions of Jesus? She was like, no, I got it. I'm like, okay. That's awesome. So then she finally came back to me. This is so funny. It's my favorite story. Um, she finally decided on St. Catherine of Siena, nice. um, who had all kinds of like really amazing heavenly things, miraculous things happen. So I was like, oh, why, why didn't you choose her? And, and she goes, because she told the Pope what to do. And he did. <laughs> and if you know Mickey's daughter, like, <laughs> it's the perfect match. It fits. So, I, and I love that. And because she, because she had ownership of choosing her saint, she's really, nice. um, uh, She's really like connected to St. Catherine of Siena. Like she has a pillowcase with St. Catherine of Siena with a prayer oh, on it. Nice. Um, and I I pray that prayer almost every night um, over her. Um, but I think just giving them the resources and letting them explore, you know. Um, and and if they're not into reading, like show them pictures of saints. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because all most saints have something that they're pictured with. Mm -hmm. um, and they may be drawn like, why, why are there eyes on a plate? <laughs> um, there's eyeballs on a plate. That's kind of weird, you know. Uh, why is that the case? And so just, I think, giving them as much ownership as you can. Yeah. And podcasts make it really, yeah. really easy. Yeah. So there's another podcast. So Saints Alive, we love those stories. They're some of our favorite. They're a little bit longer mm -hmm. per saint. Mm -hmm. um, there's also Saint Stories for Kids. Oh, nice. Uh, I think it's a, oh, I don't want to misspeak, but I think it's a podcast through the Shining shining Light Dolls. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, they're short. They're short. They're like maybe six minutes. And so it just kind of gives a little introduction. Um, and they have a lot on there. 
So, um, I yeah. Like that. So I would just like encourage them and just step back. I think for me, that's, that's the hardest, hardest because I always yeah. want to be like, oh, well, here's a few, you right. know? Right, because like with Alexandria, um, I'm like, oh, well, you're an artist. Like you should pick the patron saint of artists, but I'm to step yeah. back and let the Holy Spirit work with our kids, yeah. Yeah, and like with, with my son, he's not, he wasn't even reading at the time um, we were reading to him. He hadn't really mastered reading to be able to read these books. Um, so he would look at pictures. And so he found a picture of St. Martin of Tours, who was, like, nice. on his horse. Oh, yeah. With, like, Soldier. A, yeah, his armor. Spear, and he was like, yeah. that's the guy that I want. <laughs> Tell me about him. I don't know anything about you know? him, but I want him. Uh, and nice. he was just drawn to that. That's and awesome. So, uh, yeah. So, I like that. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, the other question that's been on my mind is how do I, how do we help her choose a confirmation sponsor? Yeah. So, I mean, because the, uh, because the church has some stuff in like canon law of what a sponsor has right. to be. So you do have to let them know, oh, they can or can't be your sponsor, but right. they have to be a practicing Catholic, yep. um, had to receive the, um, sacrament, um, like be baptized mm-hmm. and be confirmed and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, um, I would say, um, j- maybe just asking who do you feel comfortable talking about Jesus with? Um, because the idea of a sponsor um, is someone who can be their earthly friend to walk them through questions yeah. that they have about their faith, where yeah. the saint is their heavenly friend who's going to be walking them. I like that. And so um, they might need help about who actually can be a sponsor. So mm-hmm. uh, you could just say, hey, who's someone that you admire, who you think loves Jesus, um, that you would want to walk with you? And I'm sure they could come up with like a list of names. And then if some, for some reason, don't fit, um, like don't re- meet the requirements and you can just say, okay, well, um, these are the ones that we have to pick from and, uh, and then kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, because I think our kids know like who they feel comfortable with and who they want to be able to do that. Now I'm a terrible godparent. <laughs> I'm a terrible sponsor, you know, um, cause uh, trying to keep up with all of them is really hard. But, um, I think our kids, asking them first yeah um and then kind of walking them through that yeah that makes sense and it reminds me of like how important it is to bring our children into the life of the parish community yes so that they get to know other people and i know that's that can be a challenge for our family sometimes because it's like we're just in survival mode sometimes and doing extra things in the community like Mm -hmm. it can be challenging um but how important it is that our kids are connected to other families um, in the parish community and just to see, you know, one, how other families are living the faith, um, but how, yeah, we're all part of the body of Christ and that they also have the support system around them. So yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Cause I have this like real big section in my notes, like get involved in your parish community. Yeah. I can't, I have seen and our, our parish community is small. It's growing, but it's small. Um, how important that has been in the life of my children Mm. and who they're surrounded by and who they look up to, uh, things that they're excited to do because they know that their community of friends and and people that they look up to are going to be there. And that has been something that I have been so blessed by um, is the community. Now, if you Mm. think about it, like these are the people that you worship with. Yeah, These are the people that you walk side by side up to Mm -hmm. receive our Lord and... Um, making that a priority 
um, of how can we get involved in our parish? How can we get to know these people? And maybe it's just inviting a few families over yeah. who are in her class yeah. or, or preparing. So it doesn't have to be some formal thing. I think sometimes if we wait for the church, because they're yeah. busy, they have tons yeah. of ministries. Yeah. Like get a list of who's in their class if you can and say, hey, we're going to host a picnic. Yeah, uh, Let's just come. Let's get the kids yeah. together and talk about and just hang out. Like there doesn't have to be anything structured, but yeah. you know, just yeah. that community is really important. I really like that. I really like that. I know we're coming to the end. I thought it would be helpful just to mention like some really practical mm-hmm. um, tools that might be helpful. I know you mentioned some books and uh, some podcasts that are really good, and we'll try to put all of those in the notes. Um, I wanted to mention um, our friend Noelle Garcia. She, on the last podcast that we posted, she did an interview with us about our relationship with Mary. We're hoping to have her on again. Uh, but she created these really cool mass boards, like show and tell time. They're really neat. They're really cool. Um, and uh, we have been using them with our kids. I think they're more helpful with our older two. Like the younger two like have no idea what's going on. They just know it's a whiteboard. <laughs> but basically it can walk them through each part of the mass and as a way of helping them to stay engaged mm-hmm. with what's happening during mass. Um, like the homily that create and like checking it off. I've seen how with my um, my six year old son, this has helped him to like pay attention to what we're doing or where we're at. Um, and then on the older kids version, there's actually a place that says like, what am I bringing to Jesus today? Who am I praying for? Mm. What did the Lord say? And it's also a really it's a really great conversation starter because yeah. like. It's been interesting to see, like, does Alexandria understand what it means to bring something to Jesus? Yeah. Um, and then on the back, it actually has some of the the prayers. Um, and then with the younger kids, same thing, like checking off boxes. But then on the back, it has That's so neat. Um, what color is the priest wearing? What do you see? Which has been really cool to see my little ones um, look for. Um, and what did Jesus say to you today? Usually we end up with stick figures down here, <laughs> but it's just been a really cool guide. So I wanted to make sure to share that. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, but um, we're hoping to have Noel on. She and her husband, David, are starting a, a podcast called Somehow I Marriage. I'm so excited if you understand <laughs> the office so reference. Um, but just a really cool practical tool. Yeah. If you need something tactile, um, yeah, that, that's yeah. a tool that could be helpful. Um, one of the I had so many notes. We didn't even get to so many of it. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to um, briefly mention is that, like, when our kids are going through confirmation, um, it is their baptismal graces that are being confirmed. Mm. And so maybe like sometime soon, um, dig in like all the pictures, find um, on your wall, just tape or whatever, or if you want to be fancy and do frames, um, a picture of each of your baptisms. Um, stick it up on the wall uh, um, throughout the year. Um, remember the dates of your baptism. Yeah. And y'all can do this as a family. Yeah. You know, Don't feel like you have to do all the work. Be like, hey, kids, here's a whole box of pictures. Can you yeah. find the one that has a, <laughs> a baptism in it? Um, but make it like a baptism wall so that they can see this connection nice. um, with that. And then sometimes, like, and another thing with godparents, um, or sponsors, sometimes um, people ask their godparents mm. um, when they're being confirmed to be their sponsor. It just shows that connection between, um, you know, baptism and confirmation. But sometimes that's not possible. Mm. Uh, but even like writing their godparents in a letter just to say, hey, I'm preparing for this. Could you pray for me? Mm-hmm. Um, if they want them to be their sponsor for confirmation, they could ask nice. that way. But nice. just a way for them to connect these sacraments together. 
you know, I think is important nice. and fun. Ah, I love it. I love it. And Mickey is the queen of handouts <laughs> and creating these really cool worksheets. And she has a ton <laughs> of them. I like worksheets. Um, we, cre- we created a folder. We'll link it in the show notes. But just very practical things. I love them. Um, like, uh, gosh, what are some of them? The, an examination of conscience for, for children, children. Mm-hmm. Um, a family prayer guide. You have so many good, oh, just really practical <laughs> handouts, and I love them. Um, so we'll put those in there. Please check those out. They're really helpful because sometimes you can be overwhelmed by worksheets, but all, yours always have purpose, and they're cute. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And we're getting ready to enter into the year of baptism. So this is not the last time that we will talk about things like this. Right. So, um, but yeah, let us know what questions you have regarding faith formation for your children. Um, it's a, but I, I like how you said at the very beginning, it's a time of special graces and just being open to yeah. that. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, I'm so excited for Alex. Everyone, pray for it's great. And yeah. we're talking about her. Pray for her. She prepares. Yeah. This is so it's gonna be um, great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Well, let's close with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, thank you for the gift of our faith. Thank you for the gift of our children. And thank you for the opportunity to walk with them in a deeper relationship with you. Um, we ask that you continue to infuse us um, with the grace that we need um, to be the parents that you've called us to be and help us in whatever ways we need to uh, deepen our relationship with you, um, whether it's returning to the sacraments ourselves um, or just coming back um, to you. And we ask all these things through your holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen.